Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. I, I just got to say, it, it is great to have you back, Phil. Yeah, great to be back. This, um, this show I'm, was going I'm, in a bad position. Place without oh, well, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I've 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 come back to rescue you guys. We had and some we had some great special guests, but there's nothing like having somebody like Phil in the studio. He's got that. He actually brings out some of the best in all yeah, of us. Yeah, for sure. We have been talking about anger anger the last uh, few days, and uh, we kind of frame the conversation by talking about three categories of anger. One, the righteous anger of God that uh, his covenantal proclamation in Exodus chapter 3 is that he is slow to anger. If you don't have a category for God being angry, um, your your view of love necessarily diminishes. God must be angry against sin. He mm-hmm. must be angry against his name being profaned. Second category of anger is um, the righteous anger of human beings. We are actually commanded to be righteous in Ephesians 4. Um, we're commanded to be righteously anger over the things that God is angry about. Righteous anger always produces righteousness. And then the third category is the – am I getting these right? Mm-hmm. You guys are looking – the third category. Your, the, your monologue just, is really just, great. Just be quiet, Josh. Just <laughs> shut up already. I'm angry. Uh, the third category of uh, anger is the unrighteous anger of human beings. And that's really what we're going to spend today talking about. Uh, you you want to uh, – what, what did Jerry Bridges say about this type of anger? Jerry Bridges years ago wrote a book entitled Respectable Sins, and, and basically what he said is that there are certain sins that become acceptable in the Christian world, that we we care about the the big headline sins, you know, murder or adultery or whatever else, but then there's this lower level that we say, you know what, we're going to just wink at. We're not going to really sins talk about... Sins standing. Yes, and... and he puts in that list anger, that anger is one of those sins that we, we don't really talk a lot about. We don't really address, and we, it right. just kind of becomes acceptable. Yeah. And he's dealing with the unrighteous anger. Correct. Not, not the, the second bucket that we looked at right. as righteous anger. So he mm-hmm. had kind of three, um, three subcategories. Uh, that's actually Ed Welch. Oh, Okay. In his little book, it's it's a small book about a big problem: meditations of anger, patience, and peace. So he had three subcategories of of sinful anger. I know where. Do you see, this is the great thing about reformed pastors: there's point, and then subpoint, and then sub subpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the first one is covert anger, covert anger, and and here are some of the things that he mentions uh, of covert anger: um, sarcasm, 
I'm just kidding, you know, that kind of passive, aggressive mm-hmm. anger, uh, grumbling, complaining, gossip, defending, um, being annoyed, being frustrated, smoldering, being vengeful, irritable, entitled, eye-rolling, and acting superior. So let's just talk about some of those. I, I think I agree with that list, although maybe on the first one, sarcasm, I would put a, a little caveat because there I, is righteous sarcasm I, 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 <laughs> are you being passive aggressive with me <laughs> i i do think that there i actually do think that there's a category of righteous sarcasm and and i think you can see it in the apostle paul's writing sarcasm is my spiritual gift <laughs> uh-huh. uh when when paul says i wish you would go the whole way and emasculate yourself mm-hmm. he right. is he is rebuking them so it's a rebuke but I believe it's clothed in a sarcastic remark. He doesn't right. want them to right. literally cut cut themselves off. Um, so yes, I think a lot of sarcasm is sinful, but I do think that there's a righteous category of sarcasm. This sarcasm, I think, is the biting, demeaning, um, right, unkind um, type of sarcasm. Well, um, in all in, in in every one of these categories, there is there is a righteous character to to the anger and and whether you with whether it's um, you know in in that sarcasm or others. But I think that the point of what we're trying to talk about is there are these are the ways anger get expressed unrighteously. Yeah, and uh, you know he's going to go on to talk about uh, you know I. Th- I think we only think of anger being that hot anger, this last category of of jealousy and wrath and murder and quarrels and explosions and you know just you know like we're this time bomb that's going to go off. That's that's the only category we seem to have for anger, you know, the road rage kind of anger. But mm-hmm. these other these other things are more insidious. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. they're they're the things that uh, eat our heart. They're the thi- they're the bitterness that remains down low that it, that brings forth all these things, and they're harder to see. That's why he calls them covert, mm-hmm. right? So um, when the Israelites were in the wilderness, uh, they they became angry in their circumstances. They were angry they had to leave Egypt. They were angry they only had manna eat. They were angry that it was taking so long. They were mm-hmm. angry that they didn't have water. And how was that anger expressed? It was expressed through grumbling and complaining. Mm-hmm. And that grumbling and complaining expressed itself to Moses, but Moses said, oh no, how long uh, shall this wicked congregation grumble against me? I have heard the grumblings of the people of Israel, which they grumble against me. But he goes on to say, it's not me that you're grumbling against. It's actually God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're, I, I, I picture the, People of Israel, uh, the the Hebrew people uh, of the Exodus, they they've just left Egypt, and uh, well, human nature has not changed uh, since the since Adam and Eve. And uh, when do we get irritable? When do we get? When are we prone to anger? It's when we get when when we've experienced major change. When we're tired, uh, when we're uh, hungry, when we're hungry, hangry, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, when you're tired, when you're hungry, when you've uh, you you've experienced a major change that you may may or may not have wanted in your life, know that you're vulnerable to anger, and uh, 
that's a time to really watch yourself and uh, be careful and be slow to anger. Yep. I just want to just highlight one thing in that list um, on the covert anger, and that's gossip. And I think it, that's just one where you're like, wait, is that, why is that anger? Well, anger, Jesus basically backs it up and says, anger is just really an expression of, of murder. You're, you're, yes. you're acting against a neighbor in a harmful way. And gossip is that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the Heidelberg Catechism in Lord's Day 40 talks about, is it enough that we do not murder our neighbor in such a way? And it's already talking about these forms of anger. And it says, no, mm -hmm. by condemning envy, hatred, and anger, God wants us to love our neighbor as ourselves, to be patient, peace-loving, gentle, merciful, and friendly towards them, to protect them from harm as much as we can. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people will say, well, I, I, would, I didn't gossip about them because what I said was true. Well, that's not the standard for what go gossip is not just saying things that are, are untrue. Right. Gossip is taking personal details about somebody's life and making them public when you don't need to. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're doing harm to your neighbor. Would you want that piece of private information known to, to other people? Right. What What's your motivation behind that? Yeah. And, what's, the, and, what's the line? The truth told with evil intent beats all the lies that we can invent. Yeah. So we have a standard in our home. We ask ourselves three questions. Is what I'm going to say true? Is what I'm going to say kind? And is what I'm going to say necessary? And if it doesn't meet mm -hmm. the standard of all three, then the rule is don't say it. Right. And so sometimes I think people stop with the first one and say, is it mm -hmm. true? Oh, yes. Now, therefore, I can say it to whomever I want, whenever I want. Well, no, there are certain things mm -hmm. that you shouldn't say yeah. um, about somebody else in public. Yeah. Whether it's true or not true, it's not kind. Yeah. It's right. not necessary. Yeah. Right. Uh, a moment ago, uh, you mentioned... Uh, the words of Jesus, I, I just want to read it. It's uh, Matthew 5, beginning with verse 21. <coughs> you have heard that it was said in the days of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will, will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be li liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the counselor council and whoever says you fool will be liable to the hell of fire jesus uh well this is his approach in the sermon on the mount he raises the law to the nth degree and uh he says that the law of murder is not just literal murder um it's a a, a word of anger uh, spoken against someone. If you really want to have the the Ten Commandments unpacked in the way that Jesus does, I would suggest that you go to the Westminster Larger Confession. Yeah, um, they really 
the authors larger of the, catechism larger catechism um they really settle down um on the commandments and talk about both what is commanded and, and what is forbidden yeah, the, le- the letter and the spirit also uh, yes and mm-hmm. it's i it's it's a masterful work on the commandments i i really don't know of many things that are much better yeah. um and so i would specifically commend the the section that deals with um, the commandment, do not murder. So mm-hmm. let's go over a couple more, or at least one more category. Uh, we went over covert anger, and there's another one, cold anger. So these are things like the silent treatment, uh, withdrawal, indifference, cold shoulder, um, being controlling, um, saying everything is, is well, just stupid, um, being detached, keeping score, criticizing. Um, Th- those are those are forms of anger, and again, these are. I would actually say that some of these are still covert, because um, the silent treatment again doesn't manifest itself as an explosion. Um, right. But actually, when you're giving someone the silent treatment, that's because you have a you have a sense of anger that's happening. Uh-huh. You know, I think that uh, you know in, in this cold covert anger here. That I mean, this cold anger that you're talking about. You know, the silent treatment. That I I actually think men are oftentimes guilty of this, particularly toward their wives. Um, you know, where uh, maybe the wife wants to talk about something, they don't, and they uh, and they they reject them. They draw away they don't uh, they they won't uh, engage and this is a form of anger and um, you are trying to cold yes. control somebody with your silence yeah right I, I find myself in this ditch because i know i have a temper and so i i'm instead of expressing my anger rashly i actually go the opposite way and and do it by being silent Neither uh-huh. one is healthy. Yeah, both right. are sinful. Right. Um, and so I need to get on the road and stay out of both dish- ditches. Yeah. Right. Don't forget to register for our upcoming conference. Registration is really helpful for us. Even though the conference is free, if you register, it helps us to plan, helps us to know how many food trucks to bring, how many um, prizes to give away. For those who do register, you uh, well, you'll, you'll get a book for free anyway, but you'll be in our, our bucket for winning a prize as yep. well. Uh, ReformationBoise.com is the place to register October 21st and 22nd. We'll see you next time.